Father Frank Pervone, probably the most prolific pro-life priest I've ever known, certainly, um, had a priest for life, apparently has been, apparently has been dismissed from the clerical state. According to some blasphemy that I don't know yet uh, what it could be. That's the reason, apparently, that he's been actually given a lot of opportunities to meet and repent and recant with his bishop, of course, and with the Vatican, but they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't work with him. He wouldn't work with them. So therefore, he's apparently dismissed from the clerical state. In other words, he's been laicized, apparently. And this is something that we're supposed to just take and smile and go, well, that's just God's will and move on with our lives. Let me get this straight. So usually, of course, um, our podcast really tries to focus on the good, the true, and the beautiful and, and the positives going on in the church. We're not a quick journalism channel. We're nothing like that. But this story, I just couldn't believe because I've met Father Pavone. I met him on one occasion. It was a, a gala uh, for a life, for a pro-life gala in California. And all, I, I didn't talk to him very long, but I knew from his speech that he was very prolific, that he was very much about his business, and that he wasn't afraid to get in this absolute hellish gutter fight it is to fight abortion and to fight evil and to fight Satan's actual dominion through abortion on this earth. So if the blasphemy in question, blasphemy is a very funny word, right? Because Lord, I would hope the Vatican or maybe a bishop would finally take a note to actual blasphemies being made, right? Utterances against God on high, against holy things, sacrilege. But, I mean, anyone who holds their breath for the Vatican to address these kind of things will be holding their breath for a very long time. There are priests, by the way, still, who have touched little children who have not been laicized. So don't get me started on the whole legitimacy of a process like this. I'm kind of piping because this is a really, really serious thing, Catholics. And if we don't start waking up and seeing this, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. If this was a laicization over that very strange and I think improper video he made, right? Showing that aborted fetus on what looked like an altar, which he says was just an unconsecrated table. And I'll take his word for it, right? If that's the reason, Lord, we have so much work to do in other sort of departments. I want to remind you, the first time I heard the story, which just happened, the reason I had to hop on and make a video, is my first reaction to my text thread is probably the first reaction you might have, which is that Father Pavone is dismissed as a priest... Father James Martin is a priest in good standing. Father Frank Pavone is dismissed as a priest, laicized. Joe Biden flies to the Vatican and is called by the Holy Father a good Catholic. Before we get into it, it's going to be not too heavy long of a video. I just want to sit and soak. And I don't know what the answer is. I'm worried, right? I'm worried about some of the thoughts that I have in my head, right? We all are. Catholics here who hover between the beauty of our tradition, holding fast to the chair of St. Peter, which I will do till my dying breath, and recognizing that Our Lady of Good Success was completely right. Right When we talk casually about Rome losing the faith, perhaps this is what we're seeing. Heck, you can be on a pontifical academy for life as an atheist abortionist. That's fine. That's cool. The Vatican will pay your salary. But if there's some issues that's a priest who has been out there in the front lines fighting for the right for children not to be killed in the womb. Oh, that's just too much. When I first heard this news, a Bible verse came to me. It hit me like a bolt of lightning. It's actually the reason I, I had to sit down and make this video. So in in the, the Dure, it's Psalm 109. I think in like the ESV and others, it's 110. But this is the Dixit Dominus, and it goes... 
The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand, until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord will send forth the scepter of thy power out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. With thee is a principality in the day of thy strength, in the brightness of the saints. From the womb before the day star I begot thee. The Lord hath sworn, and he will not repent. Thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand hath broken kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among nations. He shall fill ruins. He shall crush the heads in the land of many. He shall drink of the torrent in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. That hit me. I almost fell off my chair thinking about that. When we're when holy orders are taken, it's an indemnable mark. To erase this is such a serious thing. I mean, words cannot describe what is happening spiritually, apparently happening spiritually. And I want to remind people of something. This is this is something. If if you don't know anything about my podcast, if you don't know anything about the work that Rudy and I do on here, the work that we do out in the world, right? We are fierce Catholics. We're not this mamby-pamby, wishy-washy. We're not ultramontanist by any stretch of the imagination. We're not hyper-papalist by any stretch of the imaginations. We're not set of a contest by any stretch of the imagination. This is wrong, brothers and sisters. Everyone knows that this is wrong. This is evil. Revoking Father Pavan's, apparently revoking Father Pavan's uh, priesthood is evil. This is on par with exiling and excommunicating St. Athanasius. This is on par with excommunicating Archbishop Lefebvre. This is what our enemies do. And we try very carefully not to talk like this because we don't want our, our channel to become that kind of channel. It's not a matter of hatred. Christ himself says, you've heard it say to love your neighbors and hate thy enemies. But I say to love thy enemies and to pray for those who persecute you. And if we do not tonight on our knees, offer prayers of repentance on behalf of the entirety of the Holy See, on behalf of whomever Father Provence ordinary is, whoever his bishop is, on behalf of Pope Francis. Prayers of reparation. If we do not do that, then we do not truly love our enemies. But let's be very, very clear. There are so many actions which they take which make them our enemies. Enemies of tradition. Enemies of the faith. And it breaks my heart to say so. But I've said this multiple times. I've, I've been very, very clear that when you see stuff like this happening and when you see priests like Father James Martin continuing to lead souls to hell and when you see Catholics in horrible standing, Catholics who are supporting every one of Satan's works, like our president, Joe Biden, being called by the highest authority on earth, a good Catholic, right? The visible head of the church, a good Catholic. That, my friends, is a move enemies make. Because who could deny the true faith? Who could deny the true faith and yet put on a facade that they love Jesus, right? That they, they throw out their rosary beads. They do all this kind of stuff. I'm not saying that everything Father Pavan did was sacrosanct. I don't tend to believe, by the way, that priests or, 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 or clerics should have a ton of stuff to do on social media. I don't think that they should get too terribly involved in the political gutter fights, except when it comes to actual issues Catholics need to get on, as far as a priest is concerned, right? So yeah, do I think that Father Provence uh, should have just completely gone on the Trump bandwagon? 
It doesn't really bother me, to be honest with you. But yeah, I think priests should have bigger fish to fry. Leave that to the lady. We're willing to do that. But I don't think that's a reason. He's apparently laicized. And I'm going to keep saying that, apparently laicized. I'm going to be very clear right now. If I ever met Father Pavon, I would ask him to say mass for me. I would still receive communion. God help my soul if that be a sin. It is not out of disrespect to the chair of St. Peter. You understand? It's not out of a lack of belief in the authority of bishops. It is out of the fact that the church, like it did 1,500 years ago, which woke up and groaned to find itself Arian. We have groaned and woke up to find ourselves modernist. So I want to address this last part of my video. Also, please pray for Father Pravon. Oh my goodness. I don't know what the future holds. We all know that we're gearing up towards the fight of our life. We know that the Immaculate Heart will triumph, but we also know that Rome will lose the faith. We know that Rome will become the seat of the Antichrist. I don't know what times we're in. I'm not saying that it's now. I'm not saying that Pope Francis is the Antichrist. I'm not saying that all of Rome has lost the faith. Faith. I don't know what that looks like. But from uh, Our Lady of Good Success and from La Salette, La Salette's the one who says Rome will lose the faith. Our Lady has been very clear, right? The, the, the secrets of Fatima. We know these things are going to happen if they're not already happening. And one day we'll look back and go, ah, that's when it happened. Our Lady of Good Success. Our Lady of Good Success, I think uh, she's in South America somewhere, maybe Peru. But when, in her apparition, it's very, very clear. It's really startling. She goes, yeah, in the 20th century, there's going to be this horrible, horrible errors and heresies that spread. And the church is going to lap it all up. I mean, she names the freaking century. So what I'm trying to say is this. I'm not saying that Father Pavone is a saint on earth. But I am saying that this is a terrible injustice. My final message goes out to a lot of my conservative Catholic brothers and sisters. I know a lot of you. A lot of you love Jesus. A lot of you love the church. I don't deny that for one moment. We might have these drop-down fights on the new mass and the traditional Latin mass. We may have it on traditional theology. Name it. But this complacency of standing by and doing nothing is not helping anybody. In fact, it reminds me of the words of scripture, right? Be you hot, be you cold, but be you lukewarm, saith the Lord. I will chew you up and vomit thee forth from my mouth. How many times do we hear stories like this and we go, well, that's really unfortunate. I don't know what's happening. And then you move on with your day and you don't stop to think who has done this and why? And yet it's very easy to accuse those bad, mad, rad trads of causing division. How many comments do we see? I'll see the problem with you traditionalists pointing out the obvious Pachamamas and laitizations of priests and calling bad Catholics good Catholics and demeaning Father James Martin. The problem is that this is just what Satan wants. It's sowing division in the church. I would like to remind you all, my conservative brothers and sisters whom I love to death, that's my family, you have to understand. You need to act. You can't do this thing in the middle. You are losing the church in real time. The gates of hell will not prevail against her. That is something we have to completely believe. But it doesn't mean that, that we, we have a duty just to, we don't have a duty, I'm sorry, to, to not help her up. Christ talks about how he washes the church, makes her clean again. We have a sacred duty to be part of that. That, brothers and sisters, is one of the things that Vatican II called for. This universal call to holiness. It wasn't the first novel idea that this happened in. But you should take that vow very seriously. This is wrong. This is evil. 
This has been warned about by the prophecy of Our Lady herself for centuries. And if we don't stand up to this kind of stuff now, we don't deserve to have the name Catholic. I can't tell you how many brothers and sisters I personally think would have gone along with the Arian heresy because it's what my bishop wants of me. It's what my priest says, whatever. COVID proved that. To be a sheep does not mean to be stupid. It means to love the Lord and follow him even into those dark places, right? Even to those places that we don't want to go. What does Christ say to St. Peter, right? A day will come where you will stretch out your hand and I will lead you to places you do not want to go. You don't think that's it? And for those who sit by and watch Pachamamas happen, who sit by and watch the Pontifical Academy for Life turn into a secular, modernist, satanic hellhole, who sit back and watch the United Nations going buddy-buddy with the brotherhood of fraternity that the Vatican's cooking up, your sidelining is a problem. I'm not saying get in your bishop's face, your priest's face. I want you to sit down and consider what it means to be Catholic and be willing to have some white martyrdom. That's what you're seeing in real time right here with Father Pavone. That's what you saw in real time with Archbishop Lefebvre. White martyrdom. St. Athanasius, white martyrdom. Sir Thomas More, one of my patrons, white martyrdom. Men who lost everything, who risked everything, to have opinions that were unpopular, to have opinions that were outlandish, to have opinions that were controversial, but they were the right things to do. And one day we will see the vindication of the saints, brothers and sisters, because that is what happens. Our revenge will be in the laughter of our children. And so consider, if you've been sitting on the sidelines forever, just hoping everything's hunky-dory, you need to wake up. Our church is under attack. She will not die. Christ has promised us thusly. But you don't want to wake up and be on the wrong side of the fence here. That's all for tonight. God bless you and Mary keep you. Keep Father Pavone in your prayers. Keep all those priests whose heroism makes them a target. Keep them all in your prayers. And please, of course, pray for the Holy Father and pray for his holy intentions too. God bless you. We'll see you on the next one. Adios.